Welcome to the Wager Makers Podcast with Webb and Schmidt. Brick by brick, baby. I'm freaking out, Webb. I'm there'd be no man. Stupidity's going to be an asset. What a bunch of crybabies. Hello, my name is Steve Smith, and this is Rob Weber. Say hey, Webb. Hello, hello. What's up, Smith? What up, brother? I'm Smith. That's Webb, and we are the Wager Makers, and this is the Wager Maker Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Um, it's been now number 49, Webb. 49, Webb, the podcast. Yeah, 49. It's brick by brick. It's going quick. I'm back here in the garage. It's summertime again. That's kind of, I think, where we started anyways. Um, and number 49 came to me pretty easy. We did have a little controversy over number 48, but the first, the, well, First number that came to me was Julius Peppers at North Carolina football. If you know Julius Peppers from the Bears and the, I guess, the Panthers and then probably the Packers. Anyways, I used to have a Carolina football jersey, number 49. But I'll give it up before we get too much uh, blowback. We'll have to go with Louisiana Lightning for a couple of reasons. First of all, the the moniker, Louisiana Lightning, and then obviously his Yankee uh, fame. But I I was actually, I'm not a biggest Yankee fan, but I always like Ron Guidry, so. I got yeah, no problem man. giving it up. That was to, that uh, was an easy slam. Forty nine was a slam dunk for me. Got the Yankees, got the Yankees man and Louisiana connection. Uh, that was an easy number forty nine. Ron Guidry breaking off that hard ass slider from left lefty breaking that hard ass slider. I can picture it today from back in nineteen seventy something uh, with that team. I can name half that was growing up. That was half. Can name can name almost the whole starting lineup. The, the whole around the infield outfield. The I probably used to love that too. Up. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Guidry's a little skinny left-hander, right? And yep. then he had that kind of a porn, little bit of a porn stash going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. That seventies, yeah, that seventies stash working. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> easy one, Ron Guidry. We had some issues last week. Tim O'Donnell and Ty Lewis both reached out to us. Uh, obviously, I was going to say they're both Mets fans. They're not. Todd's a, you know, he's one of them Philly fools from yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, right, so he's yeah. he's a Philly okay. fan. Uh, Tim O'Donnell's a Mets fan, but they both say Degrom was the best number forty-eight. But to me. There's not enough not enough skins on the wall. Obviously, he's got a couple of Cy Youngs, whatever. He's great great player. Just too it's too early. It's too early to be an all time great for him. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you can't coming up against Moose is a tough. Uh, Darrell Johnson is a tough tough assignment. But uh, yeah, the Grom's a great pick. You got to give us three or four years. You know, a little while from now, he'll be he'll he'll be much more. You know, I don't know. He's not getting my vote, but he'll be right there. Right. So uh yeah I mean they they had a valid valid argument about just to me it's a little too early a guy that's still playing right now has been in the league for several years it's not you know to go all time greats Moose Johnson I don't know fullback I don't know they they have an argument they have an argument I'm just not ready to give it to to a, to a yeah, young guy he's it, it's valid but not you know again five years down the road once he's done let's see what happens let's play it out. All right, so we got a great show coming up. Uh, Going to talk about a few things first, but uh everyone can be can be happy. Uh, I, I'm not going to be doing the guitar competition this week. Uh, we talked about <laughs> I, doing. I like to have. Like <laughs> we talked about doing uh, a competition and having different competitions to get people involved. Uh, we have one coming up. Uh, Scott Wheatley, the guy that does our horse racing picks for us every week from the Thoroughbred Report. Uh, you can check him out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. Um, he's doing a a horse racing pick for all the the derby prep races leading up to the Kentucky Derby. So he's going to be on a little later and tell us about the competition he has. People, there's going to be a a $500 grand prize for for the the competition over at the Thoroughbred Report. No entry free. Just get on there, like a couple things, subscribe to a couple things, and uh, and get in there, and you can win a chance chance to win 500 bucks. Yep. So um, easy peasy. I wanted to give a shout-out, though, for the – for the winners of last week's uh, competition, uh, Todd Lewis and, and his son Logan Lojo 
out there. Uh, I think he might be our, our youngest listener. I, I apologize a little bit. We talked a little bit about porn. We we say we say bad words here and there. Uh, I don't know if Todd Lewis is going to have to go to Child Protective Services or something for, for watching the show, but he tells me Lojo's a, a big fan. So it's a shout-out to Lojo. I'm going to send him out a T-shirt and a hat. But they got the, the, um, the guitar solo last week was uh, Cream, the Sunshine of Your Love. And uh, so they, they guessed it. But I just wanted to uh, send a quick uh, apology. If you were listening on one of the audio-only sites, uh, the guitar didn't get picked up properly audio-wise. So only if you listened on YouTube uh, could you actually hear the the? Uh, trust me, it was it was awesome guitar playing. Uh, it was I'm sure <laughs> if you listen on the YouTube version, it was very you easy to pick was, up with the, uh, with the solo. Yeah, obviously, obviously Clapton, Eric Clapton. Dates. Yeah, right. Obviously, yeah, Eric Clapton exactly. riff riff. Uh, that those guys. I'm sure if you listen to YouTube, you got it right away. Yeah, easy. and then you gotta subscribe to our YouTube anyway, so just eliminate that whole audio only thing. So uh, anyway. So what do you what do you want to talk about today, Webb? But the the, the NFL uh, power rankings on ESPN came out the other day. The, the newest, latest uh, power index. Um, when when you first start, it kind of goes pretty 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 logical, I think. You know, they got Kansas City up top, San Francisco, uh, the Saints are number four, I believe. And then Webb, this is what I'm looking at today. It's football power index full 2020 season rankings. They got they got that Dallas Cowboys, Webb. The Dallas Cowboys at number five. Can yeah, they you, should be number two. Can you explain two. this to me? Look at this star-studded roster. They finally got rid of the uh, the dead weight, the albatross around their neck, uh, Jason Garrett, and more, even more importantly, Rod Marinelli. So they'll they'll be right up there, you know, fighting the Chiefs. Dude, I don't know what 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 world what what 1993 world do you, do you live in? They were they made the playoffs the year, but two years. Prescott's been in the league four years. They made the uh, three years and they made the playoffs twice. Last year was the only year they didn't since he's know, been man. in the league. I don't know That's what all you got to do. What the, what the, look at that lineup. Look at it. Look at the all pros on the on the offensive line. Uh, C.D. Lamb's going to be the next great eighty-eight. Uh, Zeke Elliott is unprecedented, uh, and then the defense a little bit of a question mark. But dude, we got Alden Smith back. Come on, how can they lose? <laughs> by the time by the time the season starts, Alden Smith is going to be sitting in the car having social problems or something like that in the, right, par- in the parking right, lot. Right. Or something. With a shotgun making threats right. to an airport. Right. No, yeah, um, they're there. They're going to trade for Jamal Adams. Cowboys, that's right where it should be. It's a strength that guy's been saying all along. It's the strength of Cowboy Nation, the strength of the greatest professional sports franchise in history. It gets you, and you were just lucky that it's only five. If if you're <laughs> just based off that, you're delusional. Again, like delusional. Said, that's a delusion. It should be the, the Chiefs. I'll give it to them. They won last year. Cowboys should be two. <laughs> there you go. That's Listen, man. I don't like, know what you're pop, what kind of pills matter. you're popping behind those shades. I don't know what kind of pills you're popping behind Maui those shades, Jim's. man. But you, you, hint, Maui Jim. I have a feeling your your eyes would be bloodshot right now if we if we took a good yeah. hard if we took a good hard look at them. So uh, uh, all right, well in sports last week um, we had the big matchup web the the Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods. I went with Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson over Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods. That didn't work out too good. I had no idea what a shitty golfer Tom Brady would be. 
Now, let, let me just – this is a little – I mean, uh, the Brady hate is, is unprecedented, but I, I don't uh, – it's just unfair to him. How – the dude's got to be – if I was Bruce Arians, I'd be like, motherfucker, you better be in your house. You're walking in the wrong houses down there. Get your face in the playbook. Forget the stupid-ass golf. You know, if you want to just write a check to charity, I understand it was for a good cause, blah, blah, blah. But obviously, out of the four of them, He's got the least amount of time, and you know anyone who's play. If you golf, you play today. You don't play again tomorrow. Your game plummets. So I, I was a little bit. Uh, I don't. Know, I felt a little. Not that I would ever feel bad for Tom Brady, but he was behind the eight ball on that one. I thought. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, obviously Peyton Manning doesn't have a whole lot to do. The other guys don't have a lot going on. Going on. Well, the other guys are professional golfers, but uh, right. and, and it just seemed like for Tom Brady, it was just one of those days, man. When you, you got a big game, big golf thing coming up you know you maybe you're maybe you're playing you know for us for us it would be just, just the equivalent of maybe you're playing a real nice course one day or playing with a couple of guys you don't usually play with so you show up you want to you want to play play your best game and the first few holes just go you just tank and it just it just causes the whole day to uh describe but but i'll tell you tom i just assumed tom brady would beat peyton manning at anything that's kind of was right. my mentality going through um but tom brady did come up with the highlight of the uh of the of the day when he when he holed out from, I don't know what fairway it was maybe seven eight yeah. nine or something yep. he he holed out from the fairway for a I think he made a made, might have made a birdie on that one but uh that was a, a beautiful shot and he split his pants too or something right yeah he did split his pants he did split his pants but but it was kind of was kind of fun uh Webb that was the the most watched cable golf event in history that that goes down like you know how like the first sometimes the first couple rounds of the Masters first couple rounds of uh, big championships are on like USA Network or they've been on TBS and TNT this was bigger than all that bigger than all that it makes sense to me I was dying I mean the fucking NFL draft it was like it was the Super Bowl of Super Bowls when we're coming up to that it was the first thing we could really put some real gambling money on it was the first sporting event on TV so that doesn't surprise me too much. Um, I was glad to watch it. I, I was, I mean, when that first came on, I saw that rain. I'm like, oh, they're not even gonna fucking, they're gonna have to call this thing off, which would have sucked. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was rooting for Brady, but just you know, based on our our action. But also, I'm so sick of seeing fucking Peyton Manning. Him and his forehead could go fucking, you know, get off TV already. Why do they act like Peyton Manning is so funny? That's the thing now. It's like, oh, he's got this little show. Oh, Peyton Manning is such a funny guy. He's really, he's, he's not. He's a boring, he's, really he's a boring dude. No, he's a fucking yeah, right, exactly. And he's won one Super Bowl, like enough already. Roethlisberger has more, and, and you know, you win one Super Bowl, and all that, all the fucking hoopla, just go away. Take your money and go away. All right, so and his brother. It was just awesome to me. It was just, it just shows you how. How hungry everybody is for sports that that, that so many Starving. people watch this two on two golf match and everybody's dying and but what was really cool about that was uh I saw like DraftKings and stuff they they were posting uh in game oh there it is thing. here comes our train Smith woo the major maker train here comes the major <laughs> we used to try and hide it now we're just gonna embrace it now we, we gotta to embrace it. you can't you can't run from it we gotta just you can't run from it. brick by brick baby even when we're in the studio one day we're gonna have to import a train we're have to you know I'm gonna record it and play it every fucking time right we used to, we used to hide it and be like like, oh shit the train's right. coming do we do we stop right. no talking do we keep talking do we talk louder what are we gonna do yeah. no fuck it it's train's coming here comes our train that's right. that's right so um yeah it was just it was it was fun to watch i, I thought it was funny because we, we had a few people texting back and forth about the match you think we would think it was the super bowl we were watching yep yeah it was funny. awesome so uh moving forward it looks like a lot more teams you know we're starting to move down that direction of of figuring out ways to to have sports and to whether they're not they're gonna 
going to have fans or whatever. But, uh, of course, Web. so Friday, I've been saying this. I've been, I've been harping at this forever, right? So, so Friday, yesterday, season ticket, the total money package um, had to be due for Saints tickets, right? So we've talked yep. a lot about the NFL uh, really acting like COVID-19 is not even – I don't think it's even in right. their vo- vocabulary. Right. You know? right. So, uh, of course, Thursday evening, the Saints come out with – like the stipulations of what life might be like um, during coronavirus and, and how to social distance at a game and, and how to let only a certain amount of fans in and all this, all this other stuff came out the night before all the season tickets are due. Gail Benson, you owe me $5,000. That's what I say. <laughs> it's interesting. I was playing golf with Nick the other day. We, were, we had some questions like how would they – you're a season ticket holder and then your buddy's a season ticket holder. How – if they're going to whatever, cut the – you know, every other seat or whatever it is. How are they telling you that would work? Right. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to read the fine print. I think it's very beginning. Right. I think they talked about some kind of pods where, you know, you could have a group and sit in one section and then another group sits in another section. I don't. I have no idea how it would work, how, how to go about doing it. But, I mean, I, I, if I'm going to sit at a stadium with, with 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people, I'll just, I'll just watch on my couch, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear you. I just don't know how they're going to – I mean, or maybe – yeah, I mean that's uh, that's you know that's an odd thing, and, and I guess maybe you wouldn't even go to every game then, right? You would only well, you certainly to go couldn't to go to every game. game, though. But not everybody can right. go to every game, no doubt. Right, right. You know, so if it holds uh, seventy thousand people and you're only getting fifteen thousand people in there, what? That's that's one every five tickets or something like quarter, something right? Like that. Yeah, yep. So you're gonna go to yeah, wow. So I don't know. It's just it's just it's just just disappointing. Obviously, I mean, this isn't the, even the Saints games aren't the most disappointing thing about this whole coronavirus. But they have the season. This this season schedule setting up for the Saints was going to be amazing. The opening week was going to be a late game against Tom Brady at home. Uh, all kinds of great great times. We've always, we've been begging for years for have a whole bunch of three thirty those those late games. Uh, we got a whole bunch of them this year, but it's not you know who knows what's going to work out. But I I've, I've been preaching all along. I said, man, the NFL is going business as usual, business as usual. The day the Saints season, the day Everybody collects this money is the day every the NFL is going to come out and say, listen, for the well-being of everyone out there and the safety of all our fans, here's what we're going to do while we're holding your money. That's what that's what <laughs> um, I don't know. I wouldn't count out the NFL just said, I mean, you're looking at what's that first September 8th or something like that. Right. I would doubt they're going to have uh, anybody at the preseason. I don't know why anybody would go to a preseason game at this point for any reason anyway, actually. Um in, in a regular year, but I, we're going to have a lot of stuff between now and then to see. So they may, you know, maybe go at your own risk type thing. So I wouldn't count the NFL out as just saying, you know, fuck it. Everybody doors are open. Right. So, uh, other teams while we're, while we're talking about this, uh, other teams are starting to go about the process of moving forward. When we talked last week about how the sec is going to be getting back in camp early in June. Uh, a lot of these college teams are getting back, getting back at least to practicing or doing some, some voluntary work is supposed, you know, quote unquote, voluntary workouts and things like that at the, at the schools. Um, the NH- NHL and NBA have both come out with plans uh, moving forward. Still the, the major league baseball web is still, they're, they're still having money, money squabbles in major league baseball. I don't understand. They're going to lose a lot of fans. If, if the reason they don't play with this is, uh, is because of money. That's a great point. I, I was, I don't know if you remember, my first job out of school is I worked for a company called Dornis. So I was going to Major League Baseball games. They first put the rotational signs behind home plate. And I was there, a young kid, just uh, literally my first job out of school. And they went on strike then. And it took me 
I'm still not the same type of MLB fan um, I was when I was a kid growing up or whatever. So that left a sour taste in my mouth for shit a long fucking time. It's still a little bit there now. Um, And if I wasn't a gambler, I wouldn't even give a fuck. So um, if they do this shit again, it's going to crush even the things, even it's going to go as far as little league baseball is losing kids. I see it from my daughter. I'm a softball coach. So kids, they're losing kids to soccer. Lacrosse is huge now. So, um, I would hate to see them, certainly over money. Um, but I did do a little research. What, what's going on? I guess the, the owners came out with some type of revenue sharing program, which I, I don't see how that would work. I, I'm not. I don't know if I would necessarily blame uh, the players for not accepting that. So it, it wasn't a straight prorate. I mean, a prorated thing I think would work, but I, that would hurt the owners. And then I saw something where it's going to be a straight 10 or 20 percent discount on their salary, which I don't think would be an issue for the players. I don't know if the owner would go for that. But then there's some other. I believe the players association is coming back today. I thought it was with some type of their their kind of rebuttal. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you 110%. If if this thing goes away and and NHL is playing in, in, you know, Vegas and somewhere in in Canada and these uh, NBA players are all checking down to, uh, to Disney world and the MLB MLB can't figure it out. That's fuck them. And that's, you know, we're, we're wager makers will have to, protest or something right. like that yeah, but probably, I, 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 I hope that doesn't come to that. and baseball seems to me like the, the the most the least contact sport of them all you know that would, would like where, where the health issues would be less than than in football and basketball and hockey for sure exactly i mean especially if you're a starting pitcher just show up on the day you got to pitch you don't got to be there otherwise and then even the bench you have guys in the clubhouse or whatever whatever it is it's not like they're you know, I mean, there's certainly ways, it seems like to me, to kind of even put guys out in the bullpen, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to, to kind of figure it out. Um, so I, to have it be over money to me is uh, is is sad. Right. And it's turning out to be a little bit, it seems like a little bit of battle information and who's somebody's trying to jump the gun on who and getting that, that, that information out to the public and make the other side look bad. And it's going to end up being some bad blood here. So, Webb, you know, we love Scherzer, man. He's like a like a hard nosed, oh, grizzly uh, dude. So that's my that's our guy. Yeah. Right. We we gave Snell a whole bunch of shit. Uh, a couple of weeks ago for some stuff he said, but, but Scherzer uh, is one of the top guys, I guess, in the Players Association. Uh, yep, he and he came out yesterday. He said, after discussing the latest developments with the rest of the players, there's no reason to engage with Major League Baseball in any further compensation reduction. Uh, we have previously negotiated a pay cut in the version of prorated salaries, and there's no justification to accept a second pay cut based upon the current information the union was, has received. And he said... I'm glad to hear other players voicing the same viewpoint and believe Major League Baseball's economic strategy strategy would completely change if all documentation were to become public information. I think what he's trying to say is, you know, the the owners came out with the thing saying, look, the the players turned down this uh this 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 deal we tried to give them, and um but they, but 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 I think if they if if all the news came about about how how much the owners were making. Uh, beforehand, maybe maybe the you know public opinion would be a little bit different because it's been coming pretty hard on the players. But I think both sides have plenty plenty to gain, plenty to lose, and they're they're fighting over over the same the same crap. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- what you're saying is I agree 100%. Like the 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 most important part of that whole quote was those last that last sentence there. Right. Like what they don't want to see, you know, the owners, you know, conveniently put out their their little you know clickbait or whatever you want to call it to to kind of get and it worked. I mean, we jumped all over them. Um, but I, I guess what you're just saying, if you see what the proposal really is, how much they would lose versus how much we're making, all that stuff. So it wouldn't play out like that. So, and I did, after seeing that, that's, I said, I did a little more research and it, it kind of looks like one of the plans makes sense. Some of them don't, 
but you know, again, he's these the billionaires fighting again. I mean, Scherzer's contract was what two hundred million dollars. So I, I don't want to hear any fucking bullshit about money from any of these fucking guys. Um, but you know, I, I get it. Just figure, just figure it out. That's all I have to say. Just figure it out. So uh, moving forward, the, the, uh, so I think me and you and our, our intern Nick have discussed a little bit about uh, you know these baseball guys pissing us off. And we, in the past, we, we me and you, we kind of haven't been the the biggest hockey fans growing up. We were usually playing basketball in the park uh, that during that season back in back in Freehold. Um, so we, we've decided to become hockey fans, uh, like official official hockey fans. And we were talking about teams. That uh that we would that we would get uh, obviously the, for me the, the the easy the obvious route was the the New Jersey Devils uh so we were all kind of in on that Nick was even looking at Jersey Devils uh jerseys and things like that and then <laughs> and then NHL comes out with their 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 plan and the, like the bottom few teams the bottom feeders of the league aren't going to be involved in the the playoffs run so we're gonna have to come up with another team and I think you and Nick are all all about the New York Rangers right now. Yeah, no, we're. I was always a little bit. Hey, back in the heyday, I had my time as a, uh, a street hockey player on Waverly Place back there <laughs> right, in Freehold. Right. So, um, and I was been a little bit of a Ranger fan. Phil Esposito days. Uh, you know, it's it, Rangers uh, around here is big. It's, um, so, uh, and I've all, I've been betting on playoff hockey for decades. So, I'm a bit of a closet fan. I am like a Predators fan. I like them a little bit. I was an LA Kings fan for a bit, but I've always been uh, a Jimmy Porter's a big Devils fan. So I've been. I, I try to root for some local teams. So I, I do kind of like both the Rangers and Devils. My mother-in-law is a huge Rangers fan. I got a buddy Mike Scott who's another Ranger. Anyways, Johnny Morgan's a Ranger fan. So I kind of like both. It's a little bit of of sacrilege. So I, I obviously I couldn't <laughs> have been that big of a fan of either. So uh, yeah, we were gonna. I would have jumped on the Devils in a heartbeat, but we're gonna. Um, Nick and I. I don't know. You're you're. Obviously, I'm still on the fence. I'm gonna I'm gonna look on. around. I think I'm gonna shop around a little bit, see what's out there. And even Nick shooting now that the Rangers are a young team, so we can get behind them now, <laughs> and they'll be good for a while. And it, you know, and even I'm thinking about it. Game will be get some decent odds. I think they're playing. They're at a six seed, I guess, playing the 11 seed um, in this tournament, playing the Carolina Panthers. So or Carolina Hurricanes, excuse me. Um, so why not? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we're going to be involved in it anyway. And hey, I don't know if I think we sent this uh, uh, that how it's going to be a huge that first. It's going to be uh, like NCAA tournament basketball tournament s that first day. There's going to be like games starting in the morning, going through all night those Love first it. couple of games. So that's really fucking exciting. Uh, again, that uh, it'll turn me into the biggest hockey fan in the world if that's the first game in town. They're going to start playing hockey at 10 a.m. and go for a couple of days through the night. So I, I'm excited, and yeah, I'm going to start with the Rangers for sure. Love it. Love it. Hockey. Go all the way. Pucks. Love it. I just got to pick a team. I'm just going to be, as a gambler, I'll just be a fan of whatever team, whatever night. I can't, to me, to me, to me going with the Rangers is kind of like being a Yankees and a Mets fan. That can't happen. You can't be a Giants and a Jets fan. That can't happen. But there is no Devils this year, so that's one way. That's one way that we can definitely uh, get behind the Rangers because the Devils are, for this season at least, they're they're not a team. um, Going to the NBA. Uh, they're talking about maybe maybe playing all the games in Disney World. Uh, so and there's been talk back and forth. I think they're just trying to work out their schedule now. A lot of people think I, I even posted something the other day, or might have just shared it with you. Uh, that, that the NBA is almost trying to get Zion in this round robin tournament some yes. kind of way. Yep. Um, yep. which would be awesome for the Pelicans. I talked about that a little while ago. Maybe having those last four teams uh, play a little play in. Something it looks like they're just going to be going like a playoff scenario, but maybe if the teams that are right around the playoffs, which I think that that you know they're trying to make sure the Pelicans get involved in this because Zion's obviously a big draw. Well, I mean they're playing good too, and Damian Lillard, I'm sure you've seen him. He's come out and saying, why would someone play 
you know, games if they're not even going to be eligible for the playoffs type thing. And he, and he, I, you know, I, I, I kind of, I see his point, but I'm not sure I agree with that. You're getting paid, but anyways, but his team is, is kind of right there with the Pelicans, but he's getting two starters back from injuries. So that's a team that could make some noise. And they did that a couple of years ago as well. So I, you know, the NF, excuse me, the NBA could maybe kind of, you know, hip check, use a hockey term to get Zion in there, but also kind of use some of the precedents from years past, you know, to some teams are hot. It's much like the NCAA does. They kind of consider injuries and stuff to, for tournament teams. So maybe do a little tournament, you know, one game playoff between those two teams. And then maybe there's four teams have a game and then the two winners play and then whoever wins that little tournament gets in or something or whatever, however they do it. But I, I, I don't have any problem with that. Expand it a little bit. Why not? Right. Right. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be like, a, you know, all these all these leagues that have real long seasons. All of a sudden, it's going to be a sprint. I think it's going to be really exciting. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And, and even teams like, you know, the, the Pelicans need some help. This will boost some interest, some attendance. And especially now, man, like we're, we're talking about this, you know, uh, a charity event for for golf generating incredible numbers. Why not take advantage of this and, and really, you know, promote the league, promote these young guys and it'll help the franchises. Why not? I mean, th- this year is. You know, I hate to use the word unprecedented for the bazillionth time, but again, this is a year that's that's different. So why not do something different and get everybody in and get excited? And if your teams suck, I mean, if you're one of the better teams, just go beat the shitty team. Again, it's it's not you know you're gonna you're gonna have LeBron pick whatever team he wants to fucking play on and who he wants to play with, and you're gonna cry because you got to play a team that's 15 games under 500. Come on. Right. So just I'm I'm just excited, Webb. I'm just excited that at least we're talking now. At least we're talking about sports starting up. At least they're trying to come up with the plans. To move forward, so it's just a, just a deal. So. Did they say that I see July 31st as game one for something? I think I was at the NBA. I think I saw something. Something something in there. I saw I saw, I saw, the, I saw that number two. I forget. I don't know. I'm not sure what that, but yeah, could be. Could be. That's, but that, I think that, that seems a little further away than what I've seen some of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that. I, but again, that's again at least that's uh, you know some type of light at the end of the tub. But I think the hockey's going to come before that, and I'm real excited if they could do something like that. You know, like a tournament, all day games and shit. That would be great. So but that'd be uh, great for you for the bar. You be. I mean, even <laughs> we're dying for stuff. If we're, I'll tell you what would be cool is if. if well, not cool. Look, I want I want everything open, full blast, full blast. But. Let's say the Saints are only allowed to have 10,000 seats, people in there. But if the bars at that time are allowed to be full percent, full 100 percent, well, man, that, that's, uh, you know. But I'm not thinking about that. I want the greater good, Webb. I want the greater. I'm, I'm for the greater good. <laughs> of course. Of society. Team guy. I know. Right. Yeah, right. Right. So, but that that could be it. But they it, deserve but, to get yours. You, right. you know, you've been <laughs> close. If, if Scherzer's bitching about money, I can get a little of my own. Yeah, believe me, you, you, yeah, you, you, you're fucking, you're on that Saint soapbox since we started this thing, so it's, it's <laughs> right. you know, we, we, we all get it. Right, Gail Benson, you owe me five grand. Just, so, just saying, just saying. All right, so uh, Webb, the Yankees made a little news this week. They hired uh, a female. You're, 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 you're a softball coach. Um, a, a female oh, yeah. hitting coach. It's the Rachel Balkovic. Uh, she's the first woman hired full time as a minor league hitting coach. I think it's awesome. What I know, I know how you feel about it with a couple daughters. Um, what, what do you think? I think it's great. Yeah, again, my kids have both my my kids have both played uh, sports growing up. My little one's in, still in three sports as we speak. Um, I think it's great. Knowledge is knowledge. I don't to me the sex doesn't matter. You get your hands through, head down. You get same principles. And I I think if she's a good coach, she's a good coach no matter what she's coaching. I have no problem, you know, uh, you know, a male coaching my daughters. So I don't I don't have any 
uh, a problem opposite of that. Now, I, I mean, it's already in the NA, NHL. Excuse me, NBA's got a, the Spurs. I know have a coach. A couple other teams do, and I know the NFL. I think Bruce Arians has a couple of female coaches too. So um, I'm all for it. I think it's great. All right, cool. No, I think we uh, everybody's in agreement with that anybody who's not is just an old crusty dumb. dumb. Right. right. Uh, yeah. You see, uh, sure talking about minors, so you see, they, they, I guess they kind of almost getting rid of minor league baseball. Almost, they cut, I don't know, thousands of minor league players. And uh, then no. I don't know if you saw David Price, the pitcher. Again, he's guys LSU guy actually. Smith. Uh, this dude had to make I don't know four hundred million dollars, but I think he's he gave a million dollars to some fund or started a fund. It may only have been for the Dodger major leaguers, but he gave a million dollars anyway. So that I saw that. And then in time when I'm, we're bashing all these guys for not wanting to play for money, I was just a good thing I saw. So good, good, uh, good on uh, on David Price for trying to help out. And that's that's not the easiest life. Herm Sorcher was a uh, GM for the New Jersey Cardinals. I know a lot of the kids that played for him. Uh, they were kind of the same age as me back then. And it's you know if you're not a bonus baby, that's that's not the easiest right. uh, gig, man. So right. yep, just scrapping to make it, just scrapping to make it. So yeah. All right. Uh, I've, before we before we get to Scott, you got anything else you want to talk about right now or uh KBO baseball, baby. You wanna talk about people starving for shit. Motherfuckers are staying up till four thirty in the morning. We got Dave O'Dude fucking hitting the bong and fucking smoke and, and uh <laughs> and, and gambling. He's winning too. He's been winning. Uh, it's been awesome. And we've been killing it, man. I mean, that's it's good. It's it's funny, I we mentioned this earlier to see how they're kinda of getting and I and again, I think uh Maybe, I don't know if we if I brought this up last time. I might have been talking to Nick about this uh, on the golf course the other day. But ESPN or whoever, anybody, MLB channel, whatever, is missing a huge opportunity. You can't. I don't know what the time difference is. You can't get a game on in the morning or or even eight o'clock or ten o'clock at night here. I mean, it would be. I'd watch it, and I haven't watched one pitch yet. Um, so I don't know why they're doing it. But anyways, we're killing it, man, and it's good. It's it's fun to see. I saw Mel Rojas Jr. I think hit a couple of home runs in a row the other day. So some some MLB talent that's over there. So but uh, wager makers has got it, man. We're killing yeah. it. Dig it. So uh yeah, it's only one more day left in this week, but we're up quite a bit right now going into the going into the final day. But it's man, just like we talked about with with the NHL and NBA taking advantage of. Man, this, this, it just shows you Korean baseball is taking advantage of this, but Major League Baseball or, or ES, like you say, ESPN, man, show more damn games. And, and we talk about, we talk about the female hitting coach. The best analyst on ESPN right now for baseball is, I forget her name, it's the, it's the woman that's on there. She's yeah, the only one talking about the games. The other guys are talking bullshit yeah. the whole time. She's talking about the games. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them that are pretty good. I actually watch a lot of the college, the women's softball world series. There's a cut. There's two of just uh, one of them. Women, I think she works for the Mets. But the woman I know you're talking about, yeah, she does all the college games. She's very good. Right. She's all about the game. You know, she's definitely a good analyst. Uh, I hear you. All right. So yeah, and Korean I- baseball has been awesome. We love it. But it just shows how how well. I don't know if everybody's as rabid as we are about, um, you know. Sports and watching some and betting some, but but yeah, but, to yeah, me, yeah. put put well, some down, like move move it up a couple hours, move it up, move it. If you put it on instead of 4:30, if you put it on at 7 a.m., people would watch it. Instead of 4:30, if you put it on at midnight, people would watch it. Just move it a couple hours one way or another. Bring it to the players in the KBO and ask them, hey, do you want to get some exposure in the United States? Are you right. fucking kidding me? Right. Yes, I do. Can right. I have a chance to play in Major League Baseball? Of course, absolutely. Right. Does it, so I does don't it know. mean you're playing it at at 8 a.m.? Yeah. So far, okay. I'll do it. Does it mean, does you mean you're playing it at 11 p.m.? Yeah, I'll do it. Whatever, whatever the time is, you know. Exactly. Want me to tip it off at 2 right. in the morning? No problem. 
Yeah. No, I got to have every game at four in the afternoon and our time. Like, I mean, there's plenty. There's 24 hours in a day. You can certainly set it up so in the United States it's not 4:30 in the morning. Right. Give some more money. Kick in some of that ESPN money or whatever broadcast TV money you're getting from the states. And I don't know how long we've been gambling on it. I guess three or four. I've had my account has been plus since we started. So I don't know four or five weeks. I've been at plus weeks. There've been you know double digit pluses. I'm it's not. I'm not sending the girls through school. I'm on them winning. But I've had uh, you know winning weeks for four four weeks in a row here. How often can we say that? Exactly, and then that's even uh, thanks to Scott Wheatley too as well. So, uh, all right, we'll, we'll run right in, hey guys. Uh, so ever since we started, this guy's been one of our our biggest supporters. Uh, he's been giving us free picks all the time in horse racing, horse racing expert. But you, as much as anything, you can thank him for us not having a guitar playing competition this week. Uh, that was uh, uh, I already mentioned Ty Lewis and Lojo won that. But uh, as much as anything. Now we have a competition to talk about, so we want to welcome uh, from the Thoroughbred Report. Uh, you can check him out on all of his, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. And he's giving free picks all the time, every day. I want to welcome to the show Scott Wheatley, everyone. Hey guys, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for coming, man. So uh, we've talked about a lot about your picks, and uh, we've been sharing your picks, and you've been doing a great job. And we've been keeping track, and uh, you've been keeping track of the Kentucky Derby prep races. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, when you started betting on horses and, and your background as far as that goes. Okay. Uh, well, I started legally betting on horses in '93. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad is a—he's an OG uh, horse player, man. He's—he's—he's he's, uh, he's retired now from from teaching school, and his dream was to uh, play the ponies all the time, and he's living out his dream. So. I just kind of learned to his knee and uh, just as I went, you know, develop my own uh, methodology and just kind of accumulate, you know, little bits and pieces from him and other people as far as like, how do you, how do you dissect a race and uh, a past performance and, you know, what, what to look for and what's a, like a red flag, you know, things like that kind of help you out along the way. So, so how old were you, uh, how old were you <laughs> when you learned to read a program, man? Oh, shit. Uh, Probably 15, 16. Like, yeah, wow. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, we have We grew up in Freehold with the Freehold racetrack. My old man was a trainer, so I was uh, running oh, around yeah. behind the scenes back in the yeah. day there. But right. that, that, obviously, that's a standard bread. But, but I was reading that. I was trying to oh, figure yeah. that shit out way, way back when I was, you know, before I was stealing cigars and shit, trying to, trying to read a program. <laughs> Me and Smith. Right. Right. Back in yeah. the day, you could have grew up with us. We, we, we younger than that. Our dads used to bring us to the track. Little toddlers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Little, oh, yeah. Spent a little two dollar show bets and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd make my bets for me. But, you know, <laughs> on my uh, 18th birthday, I could actually do it myself. And I was so proud. There you go. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, Scott, tell us a little bit. You know, when we first started the show, you were just kind of giving us picks and, and being an expert. In that way, but uh, now you started your own thing with the Thoroughbred Report. Uh, for everybody out there, make sure you check out the Thoroughbred Report on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that place. Uh, how, how's that going so far? It's going great, man. Uh, it's, it's it's really getting some traction, and I uh, appreciate you guys uh, helping me out with that. You know, as far as uh, giving me publicity, uh, it's it's free picks, man. Every day, uh, all the major tracks, I I spend hours a day looking it over coming up with stuff and right now i think i'm about a 27 percent in the winning percentage and i'm in the money about 67 percent of the time which you know it could be better but you know gulf has been a swamp for the last two weeks so it's hard to it's hard to come across you know you know <laughs> when they're off turf every other day so it's it's hard to pick them sometimes it's difficult yeah, that was it's my, nice out of, bed. One of my questions 
the uh, the weather's been crazy, especially down oh, south. But that, yeah. I mean, is that 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 really you know affects oh, it? And I've been following maybe a little more than Smith, depending on how much time I have during the day. But right, um, yeah, it's been great, man. You've been spot on. But of course, I try to get a little fancy on my own. I know fucking some of your stuff up, but <laughs> well, you ought to, when man. I need I'm, that go-to to kind of get even. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right. But you've been real good, man. Thanks, brother. So, uh, Scott, I think a lot of people out there are kind of, kind of like me. Like, I enjoy a day at the track. I enjoy going to, going to the track and picking the horses. Right. But I, I don't really, you know, I, I like spending a day there. I, I know how to read the program. I like going race for race. But, but I don't really keep track or never really have about, about what leads up to the Kentucky Derby and, and how horses are picked for the Kentucky Derby and right. or, or, or what, what stakes race is what or what, what it means when the horse, you know, wins. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how – like you've been talking a lot about the Kentucky Derby prep races. Tell us a little bit yeah. about how, how horses end up in the Kentucky Derby and then what this process is leading up leading up to that point. Sure. All right. So a few years back, they uh, they went from just money accumulated for the three-year-olds throughout the year. Uh, that's how they got in to they assigned a point value to different races. And so uh, like for Oklahoma on my track here in Arkansas, the Arkansas Derby is worth uh, 100 points, which is which is almost guarantees if you win that race, you will be in the Kentucky Derby. Um, if you can win some of the minor stakes races, uh, like the, the Rebel Stakes and then, you know, the uh, Smarty Jones, those are worth, you know, decreasing values, but they add up. So if you can uh, if you can get a share of some races, you can accumulate some points, kind of climb the leaderboard. It's like a top 20 uh, style thing. And the top 20 horses have, have got the points, will be invited. Uh, there will be some extras this year because uh, the top point leader right now, Nadal, had to retire this week. Uh, he broke his leg training at Santa Anita, and uh, he was the Arkansas, he was one of the Arkansas Derby winners, by the way. So uh, he's 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 out. So now that opens up a spot. So uh, somebody like New York Traffic, who came in second in the win, uh, something like that. Uh, but there's there's nine more prep races to go, so there's plenty of time for uh, for a horse to make a move. Uh, we saw one last week with uh, Maxfield, who hasn't raced in seven months, came back and impressively won that race at the Matt win. And uh, so you, you're going to see some some horses come out of nowhere, I think, here at the here at the end, like at the Haskell and, and places like that. I know I know Rob's all about the Haskell. So it's you're you're going to yeah, get a good gonna, treat. Yeah, you're going to get a good one there. <laughs> so um Question about that. I saw they may move it. I mean, it, it, I guess in that June, uh, July 18th, whatever, it's positioned right. badly based on everything. What, what's the it's, story with uh, that? Maybe you can elaborate. That's, yeah, that's that's what they're that's what they're doing right now. I don't. They may move it. I don't know. If they move it to uh, August 1st, that puts it up against uh, the shared belief at Del Mar, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure they want to do that uh, because a lot. You know, like I said, this there's a uh, three hubs basically of, of horse racing. There's East Coast. You know midwest and west and mm-hmm. you know a lot of horses if they're uh if they're on the bubble so to speak you know going back to uh, you know top 25 basketball terms they're on the bubble you know they're going to want to compete in as many as they can so i think spreading them out probably helps uh the haskell will obviously get all the best east coast horses uh but they'll also pull some from uh from the west coast as well you know bob baffert loves shipping them out cherry picking these races yeah, he crushes over here all the time. Oh yeah, he, no, he he, he owns always... my part, man. If he if he has a horse running, you want to bet it for sure. So yeah, it's amazing. But, how do uh, another question I had? What's do uh, how do the like you say these races like your races are worth a hundred points? How do those how do the tracks get those races? Is there just that is there a you know limited amount of tracks or is it like you know 
a well, bidding war? Do they pay for those tracks? Do those tracks uh, pay for those races? I guess. Uh, well, normally, no, they don't. They don't really pay the the Kentucky Derby. That it's uh, it's it's really these uh, the, the graded stakes. So you got you know grade three, uh, which is just a big allowance race. Uh, grade two is pretty good. A grade one is is a really good race. It's it's going to draw your top flight horses. Uh, so basically. Like if you have a million dollar race like the Haskell, normally mm-hmm. in a in a racing year that wouldn't it wouldn't matter for the Kentucky Derby, but because of the COVID, you know, being pushing everything back, you know, the Haskell's now worth I think uh, it's at least a hundred, maybe hundred and fifty points. Which if you win the wow. Haskell, you're you're in automatically. So wow, yeah. and it's a million dollar race. I mean, that's it, the purses are big. It's uh and and this year with the Derby being like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, you know, you're like the Indiana Grand Track and, and you know uh, Ellis Park, who normally don't factor into anything, suddenly they're getting a shot this year. So, but uh, as far as as, as uh, who gets what for the prep races, uh, it's kind of the the blue bloods and the old money kind of you know Gulf gotcha. Stream is going to have gotcha. you know Florida Derby, Fairgrounds is going to have the Louisiana things like that. Uh, this coming week, actually, uh, this starts the contest that you alluded to, Steve, uh, the Santa Anita Derby. Uh, so that's going to be all your best West Coast horses. You're going to see a, it's a pretty good field, I think, uh, lining up. And then after that will be the Belmont, which is normally the third race in the Triple Crown. But because of everything, you know, they had to they had to start it early, so it's going to be kind of weird for that. And that's on June 20th. So let me let me stop you there too. That they short. Why would they shorten the Belmont? Because that usually that was the last one, right? The last right. leg of it, and that was the long one. So that was always kind of a little yeah. the bitch of the bunch, if you will. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So why why would they short it? Just because it's the it's kicking it off versus you know, well, you know making it a hump at the end. Honestly, it's because the uh, a lot of the trainers said they wouldn't they weren't going to run their horses if that it was at sense, the actually. at the classic distance, the mile and a half. Uh, these these prep races also they start off you know they start running when they're two years old. These horses and they'll run six furlongs, seven furlongs. Up to a mile, you know, a mile and you know a quarter, a mile and sixteenth, mile and eighth, things like this. And so eventually they'll they they want to kind of gauge, see how they do. You know, some horses are better at a mile. Some, you know, they can't. There's no way they could finish this, you know, mile and a half race. And uh, it was really Baffert who who kind of led the charge and said, look, if you run, if we're going to the Belmont first, I'm not running my horses at a mile and a half. You know, you could cripple this. You know, some of these horses. You know, they you could you could permanently damage them if they're not ready for. It. So wow. that's kind of okay. how that goes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Scott, uh, I think you you saved a lot of people from hearing my guitar playing again this week because we said we'd have con- <laughs> we, we we said we would have contests and uh, so last week we did a little name that tune contest. But thanks hey, to uh, <laughs> thanks to the, the <laughs> thoroughbred report, uh, tell us a little bit about this contest you got going on and and how you enter and and what the prizes are like. And me and Webb wanted to wanted to kind of add a little bit to the to the prize money. So tell us okay. a little bit about that. And we'll go from there. All right, so uh, if you go to thethoroughbredreport.com or find me on Facebook, Scott Wheatley, or if you're a fan of the uh, the Wagermakers podcast, which you ought to be, uh, you you know you, you do a great job reposting my stuff all the time. So just just find me, follow the link, and it'll take you right to it. But I'll I'll tell you about it right now. Uh, so the Derby Prep Donnie Brook, it's uh, it's three hundred dollars of my own money I'm putting up against anybody who can beat me. Uh, what you do is, is the nine prep races that are coming up, pick four horses for each Derby prep race. And based on how each one of those horses do, you'll be assigned points. So, uh, it's four points for a win, three for place, two for show and fourth place is one. So say the Belmont runs, uh, 
you know, say your horses were three, four, five, six, and it came in four, six, eight, ten, you'd have seven points. And then, you know, gotcha. based on how everybody does over the weeks, it all adds up. You know, I have a running total leaderboard. And if you can get a super effective, if all four horses, you know, show up, you know, I'll, I'll throw in an extra 10 points. So it'll be a 20 point win for you. And you should uh, skyrocket to the top of this thing. So uh, it's a it's $300 cash prize. And uh, we're going to try and have a, a Kentucky Derby pick them. And uh, I'll even let you enter for free. That's going to be a paid contest. <laughs> so. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll pay your entry on that one as well. So that, that could be worth a lot of money, actually, if you'd be really good. So, awesome. uh, yeah, to enter, uh, just uh, email me, S-A-Wheatley, W-H-E-E-T-L-E-Y, at Gmail, with uh, pics in the subject line and uh, with with what, you're, uh, what you want to do next week, start next week with the uh, Santa Anita Derby. Uh, you you got to get it in to me the day of the race by 11 a.m. Uh, I'll lock all the pics at that time, and if you don't, if you don't enter, you don't get any points. Um, I will also email you back uh, confirmation and also my picks so you can see how you're doing. Um, you can only uh, submit four horses a race, and if one of your horses is scratched, I'll just use the, uh, the betting favorite at post time uh, will be your substitute. So if someone gets scratched at the gate, don't worry about it. You know, I'll uh, take care of you. All right, so we're, we're basically talking a week from today, which would be June yep. 6th is the first, the first kickoff race for this uh, competition. How many races are there leading up to that point? There's going to be nine. nine There's total. nine prep races between now and the Kentucky Derby. So it's it's going to heat up here pretty quick. Now that all mm-hmm. the tracks are back opened up, you've got uh you got two more for you got two for June. I think you got three for July and three or four for August, depending. Ellis Park hasn't decided yet when they're going to run, but they're going to run either July or August. So it's going to it's going to start going uh, hot and heavy here pretty soon, guys. That's great. Yeah, and, uh, it is. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to do a little competition. Like I said, we don't have to do the guitar competition this week, uh, so a lot of people would be happy about that. Um, so uh, just anybody out there that's listening, if that was a lot of information, we will be reposting this over and over again for the next few days on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our Instagram. I'm sure Scott at the Thoroughbred Report will be posting this rules and regulations and everything over and over and over again. But, Scott, me, the wager makers wanted to add a little more money. $300 for a free pick is awesome. We wanted to uh, – to throw in some money, we didn't know whether w- w- what you think would be best if we would throw in, uh, say, two hundred dollars to make it make it an even five hundred dollars for the uh, for the winner, or if you wanted to break it down some kind of way, or, or if we could throw in a hundred dollars in scratch off tickets, maybe the sky, the sky would the sky would be the limit. Uh, you got some degenerate gamblers out there probably yeah. getting into this kind of competition. <laughs> hey, they might rather a hundred dollars worth of scratch off tickets. So I don't know. Whatever whatever yeah. you think is best, that's what we want to throw in. Well, our- well, are, are they New Jersey tickets or Louisiana? Well, that, yeah, that, 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 that makes a good question. Man. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. It sure does. It sure does. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, right, well, hey, man, anything you guys do, anything you, any help you give, uh, give this is is fantastic. You know, uh, love you guys. Been a supporter of the show first. You know, day one. You know, and and uh, brick by brick. You know, I'm working on it. So anything you guys can do, <laughs> anything you, you want to do, feel free, man. Jump in. All right, we'll throw well, in we'll throw in two hundred bucks yeah. and making an extra, making it even five hundred bucks to. Uh, cool, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Hey, that's we love the pot pretty thank good, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. Well, thank you so much for the picks. We're going to continue to share. You guys continue to share, and uh, I think one of the stipulations of joining it is uh, to like or sh- like uh, or subscribe yes, to one of subscribe. our sites. Look, you so can do the sorry. Stitcher. I'm so you sorry, can do I the... forgot the most important part. <laughs> yeah, the, it's a free contest. Free, it's free money. I'll say it all the time. Free money, free picks, free money. Yep. The only thing you got to do, you got to tell three people, tell three people about the thoroughbred report. And you got to, you got to like 
and you got to subscribe to the Wager Makers uh, podcast. It's a, it's essential. I'm going to I'm going to check on you. If you don't do it, you're right. DQ'd. You're DQ'd. That's right. And you can do the YouTube channel, you can do the the Podbeam, you can do Apple, I don't care. If you score 20 points each race, 180 points and you're the clear favorite. If you don't do what I asked you to do, you're not getting a penny, okay? <laughs> so that's it's really simple, man. It's, Tell three people and subscribe. I mean, how hard is that? Yep. Again, free. No, 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 nothing out of pocket. Free and for a five hundred dollar, five hundred dollar grand prize. Free money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. The only stipulation Great. is you got to beat Scott Whit- Scott Wheatley. That might be the that might be the hardest part yeah, of the whole thing. That, that's well, I don't know about that. I, you know, depends on how these tracks go. <laughs> yeah, right. I, Rob can right. take me easy, but uh, you know, Steve, I think I can, I can take you, Steve. I don't know, Rob. Well, that sounds like a challenge. If you Rob want to put a little side action, action, we can work on that this week. I'm happy to put a little side action on it. All right. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. That just, That'll that work. just made sure I'm gonna be digging into the books this week. That's all. That's right. <laughs> hey, no more uh, picking numbers. No more uh, picking my favorite number and colors. You, go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I said, if you need past performances, email me, and I will send you a. Uh, I will send you the. Uh, the uh, the uh, daily racing form, uh, the past performance for the race of the week. Just put I need a PP in the subject line, and I'll I'll uh, shoot it out to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. I, that's what I need. Perfect. That's what, what what what's Perfect. the best website to go to to find? You know, if you got all these tracks out there and all these yep. you know betting simulcasting and everything, what what's the best uh, website to go to to find to look at the programs for each week? Well, uh, a lot of it depends on what your uh, gaming platform is. Uh, so daily racing form is the gold standard. I mean, yeah. they print out the little newspaper that you see at the track. Right. You know, I, I, they have fantastic articles, great, great writing. I mean, they have really good insight. Uh, I use uh, Oaklawn Anywhere, which is Arkansas specific. And so uh, basically, if you if you agree to bet on the race in question, they will give you the past performance for free. And it's through Brisnet, which is a, it's another good service. Uh, so that's one I generally use because it's free. But there's. I would suggest if if you uh, if you want to learn how to read a, a, a racing form and past performances, uh, go to dailyracingform.com and and they'll hook you up. They, they tutorials, the whole works, man. So all right. So again, for That's this contest, great. everybody, uh, you can check our website. Uh, not our website so much, but uh, check our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter. We'll be reposting this. Uh, if you have any questions, hit us up at thewagermakers at gmail.com. Also, you can go to the Thoroughbred Report. Uh, get all the um, information there you can email scott wheatley you can message him on there any 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 questions you have about entering the contest with you guys will have it and uh so will we so uh scott okay. man thank you so much for the picks all this hey, time brother. and thanks hey, for man, being a I great got, friend I got of the show for you before you go before yep. we go today at churchill downs the 11th race it's the mint julep stakes it's four-year-old fillies i got a 12 to mm-hmm. 1 for you man it's a french horse it's had two close calls this year number eight altia 12 to 1 watch out for it going to win today it's going to go off at a good price you're going to love me okay so there you go there, there's your free there's your free money today okay how about that? there you go that's the that's 11th race at churchill downs, downs today downs on downs. saturday correct got it <laughs> that's the 11th race at churchill downs today that's saturday right. number eight in the 11th at number churchill eight today gotcha. yeah that's right so if you're if you the the, the early birds who subscribe to this podcast and hear it <laughs> are going to make a lot of money and if you're late well, too bad, you know. So that means I got to get this thing. I'm going to get this thing posted as soon as possible. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, you guys. Man, you've been a friend of the show since day one. Man, we really appreciate it. And uh, keep up the great picks. And we'll be in touch during this contest. And we'll be keeping people up to date about how it's going too. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, Scott. Thanks so much, brother. I'll be in touch too about the Haskell. And when I hit, if I, I don't know if they're going 
I don't think it's decided yet if they're going to have, uh, you know, if we, people can go. But if so, I'll grab you a Haskell hat. I got, I'm going back like 15 years, so I'll make sure I get you at least a Haskell hat. A little hey, bit of jersey sweet. for you. Awesome, brother. Appreciate you. Awesome. All right, Take man. Care, Thank buddy. you. Appreciate everything. All right, guys. All right, everyone. Well, that was Scott Wheatley from the Thoroughbred Report. Make sure to check him out. Uh, he's doing a great job over there. He's got free picks every day. You guys really have to check him out. He's been one of our biggest supporters of the show and giving us picks during this whole time and keeping us abreast of all the, the horse racing information. Uh, thanks so much, Scott. And, hey, we can't wait to be part of this competition. Me and Webb are both going to get in it, too. And we'll be picking horses so you can see if you can beat the three of us and uh, see how that goes. But a chance to win 500 bucks for nothing. So what, what, what do you got to yeah. lose? No doubt. I think I'll get the girls going on it, too. And and you know what? I mean, how often do you – Scott's from uh, Arkansas. How often do you get to talk to someone from fucking Arkansas, Smith? So it's, it's, worth it. it's worth it right there. <laughs> there you go. So, all right, everyone. Well, that, uh, thanks, Scott Wheatley. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, don't forget, you can check us out. Uh, if you have any questions at all, uh, thewagermakers at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook at The Wager Makers, Twitter at The Wager Makers Podcast. At the Wager Makers, uh, Instagram, the Wager Makers. I want to thank you very much to Will Ver Investigations. We can never forget those guys. Uh, if you got some kind of shady shit going on, you want to investigate over there in Monmouth County, New Jersey, uh, Will Burr Investigations can help you out. John Grove for the bumper music, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeart Radio, Google Play Music, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Don't forget YouTube. And Debbie's going to let you know about how to um, like and hit the bell and subscribe. Hi, this is Devin Weber. When you go on the Wager Makers podcast webpage, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, and hit the bell to put on your post notifications. Thank you. All right, thanks, Devin. And uh, just thank you all for listening. Listen, share this shit. Tell a few friends if you like it. Tell a few friends. Thanks out to Todd Lewis and Lojo out there for uh, for winning the competition last week. I'll have a T-shirt and a hat going out to Lojo. Uh, we have the youngest kid in the ballpark uh, wearing some wager makers gear, so that'll be that'll be fun. And um, I don't know. Thank you all very much, Weber. Take us out of here. Pick by brick, baby. Thank you very much, as always, to George and Wilbur Investigations. Thanks so much to Scott Wheatley. Uh, everybody, don't forget the 11th race today. Uh, the number eight. I'll tell you, Churchill Downs. I'm gonna take care of that as soon as we hang up. Always listen to Debbie. We need uh, subscriptions, likes, notifications, all that good stuff. Um, And that's it. We'll be back soon. Brick by brick, baby. Thanks for listening.